0: Ingram Smith, Bud Elliott, back again for another episode of the NOLCast. As always, we will thank our friends at Louisiana Hot Sauce. Three simple ingredients, one fantastic product. I will say, for those of you out there that got a Kroger in the area, Kroger is the exclusive distributor of the Louisiana Hot Sauce that has been aged in a bourbon bottle or a bourbon barrel. And uh, you pay an extra dollar or two for it. But it's, I love it. I really do. Uh, I've got a got a bottle or two headed your way bud for you Ooh. to, uh, sample as well. So something to keep an eye on. And as always tarpensellers.com, 20% off with a coupon code, NOLCAST. shout out to Jeremy Carter and the great people out there in Napa Valley, making a wine that, uh, all of the Florida state family can be more than proud of. So bud, we've hey. got some listener questions that stem from last week. And I do have a uh, then we'll go for through our, some our Louisiana prize people.
1: Books. Yeah. Um, hot sauce aged in a scotch barrel. We'll call it a the scotch Ingram edition.
0: barrel. We will call it the Ingram edition. And uh, based off some of the text I got from that guy, that may be in play, bud. So we'll Let's see. Let's do it. Uh, absolutely, yeah. yes. Awesome. Uh, all right. So we'll start off with listener questions, like I said, end with some prize pick preview and also incorporate a little bit of our idea as to what you can watch for this weekend as a Florida State fan. First question comes from Tucker. He asked, do you think anyone is overperforming and will aggress to the mean? Are the improvements likely to stick? I'll circle back to one of the final comments that we made on the previous podcast. Florida state's not going to average 63% on third and long or something like that. Like that's not going to happen. That's the definition of not sustainable, but a great effort on Sunday that gave you a stat like that. Also, uh, look, I, I think Jared versus is going to play his way into being a, a big time ball player. Uh, it'll just, I think it'll take him a second to learn to play uh, a little bit more with consistency, depending on some of the looks that he gets. But you got a really special player there. Now, is he going to be defense alignment of the week <laughs> every week? Yeah, probably not. Uh, otherwise, he will be like a top eight pick. Uh, but uh,
1: that that kid's special, and and you more than hit on that one out of the portal. I, no doubt about it, man. I, I think you really nailed it there. Uh, again, if you missed the last episode, go back and listen to it. I thought it was, it was pretty fun. Uh, if FSU goes 63% success rate on third down passing downs, that's third and five plus, that would be the best in the history of football by a lot. So probably not going to sustain that. And people will try to block Jared Verse in different ways. Tucker, we really appreciate the question there. Those are the two areas that I think are probably going to be most exploited going forward. If I had to nominate some more, uh, corner could be if, if Cooper doesn't get back in, in, into the form that you want him to. Although you are playing some teams whose receivers are not that great coming up. Uh, and especially down the stretch, potentially. And uh, obviously, O-line, they, they have to stay healthy because uh, you are at sort of a critical uh, level here. You just cannot go like there's a hard deck and you cannot really go below the hard deck if you're not going to have a serious drop off. Uh, they're, they're already pretty fortunate that Turrentine, you know, showed up in the shape that he did.
0: Tom uh, was kind enough to do our ad read for us. Three part question, like three simple ingredients in Louisiana hot sauce. Hats off to you, Tom. Uh, what's wrong with Gaynor and how long is he out? Uh, I don't know an exact timeline here, Bud. I'm not trying to. He be was crude. on crutches.
1: Uh, I'm on not, the broadcast.
0: I, I like the kid. Hell of an athlete. I don't know how many football contributions he makes to you. To be perfectly honest, but yeah, we'll see if he comes back, and you can scheme him up in some ways that'd be great, but I don't think he's a, you know, an immediate thought at linebacker right now, uh, regardless. So uh, last year, you talked a lot about Malik McLean, what has dulled his shine. Certainly some of the transfers that you brought in. Um, I, I have asked about this uh, Tom behind the scenes. I haven't gotten an answer like, Oh, he's not practicing hard. Oh, he's not taking things seriously. I just, don't know that the developmental track has been what we all thought it would be there. I, I still think that people are optimistic about Malik uh, in the long term, still make some absurd catches in practice, but the level of consistency isn't you know what what people would hoped it would be. Uh, it's not a lost cause by any means. Still some optimism there as to what that kid turns into, but that's been a, a, a little bit of a question and mystery for me as well.
1: No doubt about it. Uh, who's your biggest impact transfer so far? Third part question from Tom.
0: Well, uh, if it's in but a one-year window, I'm gonna go with number five. If we're talking about right. it in general, one Mr. Travis
1: Comba Jordan. That's a great answer, actually. Yeah. I for this year it's it's gotta be verse, you know. Um the receivers, even though I don't think they're like, you know. No doubt NFL types are clearly an upgrade over what you had, right? And that was it. Granted, it's not that hard to upgrade the worst receiving core in the ACC, which I think you probably had last year, but versus the answer here. I mean, he, he changed the game for you. But Bethune ain't far behind.
0: Yeah, true. Absolutely. Uh, got got two real hits there. And finally, uh, or no, that was all three of them. Uh, appreciate your question there, Tom. Tucker asked Jordan Travis, "Dark Horse Heisman candidate, Dark Horse Heisman candidate, or should I stop dreaming?" Tucker, you should probably stop dreaming. But Travis was incredible. What I think Bud and I may need to reevaluate if his level of play stays at all this is that I don't think Jordan is necessarily like an NFL starter, but I think Jordan may have the ability to be an NFL player if he keeps making some of the plays and throws. Uh, That he did again. The throw to Cam McDonald is bonkers. How good of a throw that is! Uh, Some of the decisions he's making is that of a uh, level of quarterback that, when you pair with his athleticism, uh, an NFL team may well take a flyer on. So, if Jordan Travis is a dark horse Heisman candidate, Florida State's probably like eleven and one or
1: something like that.
0: And so, I certainly hope you're right. I hope that's the case, Uh, but I'm I'm not
1: sure we're quite there yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, technically everybody's a dark horse candidate in some ways. So here's a better question. It does he have a legitimate shot to win ACC player of the year? Uh, a legitimate shot?
0: I mean, statistically speaking, it's probably not all that high, but I, I, yeah, I, all right, so I'm going to mumble my way through this question. Yes, like I think he does. One? I would take those odds. Yes, I would. Pretty fairly quickly, actually.
1: Okay, interesting. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm always wary of like assuming that that one excellent game is the new level. We got to see him sustain this. Other people will attack him in different ways. And I, yeah, I, I'm not convinced he's an NFL guy right now. But I think you're right. Like if he can if he can play like this all the time, then yes, clearly. Like that, that was a different level of Jordan Travis than we have seen prior. So that that was, that was really impressive. Justin asks on the reverse
0: flea flicker, was the O-line providing solid blocking or the LSU defense just confused? Uh, I love that the Knowles had time to execute that play. Thanks for the Winston reaction, guys. What a day for the Knowles. An incredible day, incredible weekend, Justin. Appreciate your support. Um, did some of the kind of eye candy there change a little bit of the direction of LSU's defensive line? Yeah, a little bit, but in general, it was really solid blocking. Nice little block by um by number four there after he pitches it back. Yeah, Pittman Jordan. does a nice
1: job picking that up. Yeah, and the ball Pittman is actually a good underthrown. Job.
0: It is a little underthrown. Takes a little bit of time for him to get it out of there as well. He was actually throwing into the end zone that I was at. I was at a, uh, I really loved my seats. Actually, I was at the middle level um, and had time to watch that play play out in front of me. And I was very calm in my reaction. I can promise you. Uh, but what it did, what it did as far as confuse people is if you go back and you look, the middle of LSU's defense runs all over the place. And obviously the, the corner that he ultimately gets behind and almost gets back on the ball uh, bites on that uh, end around look pretty hard. So uh, yeah, it it did serve its purpose to confuse a little bit. Um, but in general, the offensive line, as far as that part of your question, Justin provided an uh, excellent foundation with which uh, to build off of. Just as the great people at Legendary Home Loans have provided a fantastic out, uh, foundation for the NOLCAST with which us to build from, and including my co-host uh, getting two loans from them. And I would have gotten one from them. Uh, If I had bought my house probably about six weeks later than I did, as they were shortly thereafter registered in the state of Georgia, as they are now uh, for Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina. uh, I believe Alabama. I'm not sure about that. I need to find out the answer to that question. But there is no better people to work with uh, than the team at Legendary Home Loans. I know they're in Tennessee as well. Uh, Shannon is the is the Dalvin Cook of uh, of the mortgage game. He's as uh, good as the guys there is out there. That's not a comparison we take lightly. Uh, but Shannon is uh, all that you could ever want to work with and more. So 844-FSU-LOAN, 844-FSU-LOAN. Big shout out to Chad and Shannon as always.
1: No doubt about it. Uh, Jimmy Lee asks, it's hard to watch secondary from a TV screen. How'd they do? I was watching, uh, I was looking for Amari Cooper at the beginning of the game and didn't see them out there but then saw him later on does he look healthy i thought the secondary did did well in terms of keeping the play in front of them and then coming up and with the exception of the final drive or the second to last drive for the most part uh tackling they were generally pretty assignment sound i thought physically they don't look special right now you know i i uh, i think your player development on the interior of your football team right now linebacker d-line o-line running back is better than it is at receiver and corner personally uh but you know there's some youth there there's some guys who have changed positions around a team that is a better precision passing team than lsu will have a shot against the secondary if they are in the, the right the same form uh to use a soccer term there look at that man i'm using soccer terms what, what, what sort of Health are they in, their, their, their level of fitness right now. I don't mean like suck and win fitness. I just mean, like, I don't think Cooper looks 100%, you know. Um, And I don't think, you know, green is like a special player at this point. A team that, that is like a rhythm passing team that that, that is, is accurate and plays together and knows what they're doing offensively, unlike LSU, they'll have a chance to, to hit guys in stride against the secondary. And so we'll have to see what that looks like. Is that Louisville? Is that Clemson? Probably not. Is that Wake? Maybe. You know, we'll see. Um, I I think this
0: is the first time we've recorded uh, that where we acknowledge that Hartman's been cleared, and uh, I think both of us, when we were doing our win projections, had factored him coming back into it. uh, Yeah. So you know, he's back. We'll see. You should still be Wake Forest, but certainly I'd love to play Wake Forest without
1: one of the better offensive players in the conference. For sure. No doubt about that one. Um So, yeah, Jimmy, we'll have to see how they progress, man. Like, like th- this is a great win. It does not mean you're going to play this level every single game. Uh, you'll probably play a little bit better than this at some point this year. And you'll probably play worse than it as well a couple more times. So, there will be ups and downs. That's football. Progress is not linear, but the team is moving in the right direction. Uh, lead. Do you think FSU is more likely to be 4-0 and or 3-1 and heading into the Wake Forest game? And what would that mean for the team heading into october with wake forest nc state and clemson on deck all right well let's take a look at this question it's an interesting one here so ingram who do they play before the wake forest game they play what boston college at home or they play at louisville and then boston college right yep yeah, yep yeah.
0: um yeah, just statistically speaking, I think you're still more likely to be 3-1. I mean, I, I, I need to see, and, and we're going to get to this in about eight minutes. The UCF-Louisville game is a game that I'll watch as intently as any this weekend. Did Louisville's the type of program, maybe I'm just grabbing at things here, but literally nothing surprises me from Louisville uh, from a week-to-week perspective. Now, I I know that they aren't happy with their coach, and I understand getting boat raced by Syracuse in week one, in a great look, but I, I think it's dangerous to extrapolate that a team with that quarterback is just going to roll over. Now, look, if they go and get beat this weekend, then you could look at some real quit factor. Uh, but if Louisville comes back and beats UCF, you know, twenty-one thirty-one or something like that, uh, I am going to not put a whole lot of stock in. You know, obviously, we're going to evaluate it and we're going to look at uh, the personnel implications of what happened at Syracuse and some of the things that they did that they were successful in. But Louisville is just a little bit of a strange program, man. And I uh, I have a hard time evaluating them
1: from week to week sometimes. No doubt about it. I mean, it, again, like we just said, it is dangerous to assume that one team will play at a certain level the entire season, as you just said, too. Um, all right, so actual odds on this, I, I, I found it in my sheet here. So again, FSU with about a 6% chance to be uh two and two entering that game that's really not very likely you know uh, things would have to go very wrong I, I have a hard time seeing you beat Boston College if Boston College uh if you don't have just some sort of insane offensive injuries uh Boston College deep offensive line right now is just a mess like they we previewed this one of the reasons I was so high on official chances to beat them is because they did lose all five offensive linemen and you already played really well against their front last year. Now their front is significantly worse. Like I watched that Rutgers game; like I wanted to gouge my eyes out. Ingram, they they, they can't block FSU. Mm-hmm. You would have to you would have to be very injured or really screw that one up. That that point spread should be like seventeen, you know, uh, in, in in tally. Louisville game. I think if you played it tomorrow, FSU would be a small favorite, like you know two. If they beat ucf fsu will be an underdog in that game points red wise if they get blown out by ucf i could see fsu being like a four maybe a five point favorite unless somebody's really hurt they're not going to be laying more than a touchdown in louisville so with that said i had them at about 50 percent to be three and one internet game and about 44 uh to be four zero. Oh. so the that, guys that's really close like it, it's a toss-up it's part of the reason why why the question from lee there is, uh, is so good. You'd love to start out 4-0, though. That would be that'd be incredible. Tell you what, though. Go back three weeks ago. If I told you 3-1, and you're taking that, right? Taking it in a heartbeat. Absolutely. No doubt. Ben asked, how do you feel about
0: our remaining opponents after week uh, one or don't read too far into week one? He asked specifically about Louisville, Syracuse, NC State, Florida, all had interesting outings. Ben, we're not going to answer your question right now. We're going to answer your question in about six minutes when we – go through the conference and talk about all of those teams. Uh, what I will say. Did
1: you get muted? Ingram, I think you're muted. Yeah, it looks like you're muted on the screen, like none of the mic. Okay, now you're unmuted. Talk, see what you got. Yeah, not, yeah. not muted. That was okay. that was weird. Okay, uh, was... the last thing I heard you say was what I will say, and then it cut off.
0: Okay, oh. bizarre. Uh, what I will say is that uh, Ben says that he met Matt from Matzo in New Orleans. Super nice guy. He went of his way to shake my hand after over here, and then a friend say how big of a Knoll fan I was. I will definitely stop by there next time. No, I mean Matt is. Uh, Matt Thompson's been with us since not even day one. Matt Thompson was with us three months before we went over to the Knollcast. He's one of the people that made it possible for us to create the Knollcast. Uh, Matt is. As interwoven into the experience that is a Florida State athletic supporter as anybody can be. And uh, it doesn't surprise me that he went out of his way to say hello to you. Uh, I saw Matt from about 35 yards away from where we were, Bud, and uh, neither of us were able to get any closer to each other. It was just a nice little, hey, man, good to see you. This bar is stupidly packed. Yes. Uh, So look forward to seeing him. One place where you won't have a bar stupidly packed is the Great Charlie Park. Uh, That's why we recommend that you make reservations there, whether it be for their fantastic grazing brunch that they offer or if you're just going to go up there on a Friday night, Saturday night or any night. Uh, It's a uh, it's an experience that is not uh, found otherwise in Tallahassee. Uh, Again, reservation suggested, particularly for the for the brunch that they do. But Charlie Park is uh, an exceptional place and one that Bud and I are always eager to get back to when we're in Tallahassee.
1: No doubt about it, man. Awesome experience at Charlie Park, and I uh, have to hit the brunch up next time I am in tally for a game weekend. All right, uh, Jeff's question. Uh, we already answered this in the last episode. Jeff wanted to know about Bless Harris and and uh, and Lyles. I'm sure, given that Jeff is a Patreon member, that we will uh, that he'll be, he'll have heard our answer there uh, about that. Sam's question: uh, After watching Clem- the Clemson Georgia Tech game. He wants to know about, like, FSU. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's just kick off our segment about opponent previews and conference look ahead uh, with Sam's question. And then we'll get back into uh, Ben's question, and we'll go into our picks for the weekend. So, interesting question here.
0: Uh, I have to say, Sam, that I thought similar until – You saw who their backup quarterback was and how he looked. But Sam said, after watching the Clemson-Georgia Tech game, how do you guys feel about Florida State catching up to Clemson as a program? Oddly enough, they're starting to remind me a lot of the early, mid-2000s Florida State team, where there's still a lot of talent on the roster and they'll continue to be highly ranked for the foreseeable future. But the loss of key coordinators, poor in-game coaching, holes developing at certain positions, and overall stubbornness to change had me thinking that the game may be starting to pass by Dabo. Am I too eager in saying that Clemson is fading as a elite national power in the sport? <clears throat> well, I would say that uh, you're not too eager because that was the general consensus from Clemson fans until about eight minutes left in that game. I mean, it's uh, it's a frustrating time for them right now. Now, obviously, the kid from Austin, uh, Cade... Uh, how do I pronounce his last name again, bud? I'm sorry. I lean on you in pronunciation. Cade time, but. Klubnik, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, that kid looks legit. You know, he's a he's a freshman, really mobile, uh, smart player. But Clemson hired two or promoted two coordinators. There's a lot of questions there. Uh, Clemson is a team that you need a bit better sample size for and to get a feel exactly for what they're doing. I'm not sure the games passed Dabo by. I just think Dabo is exceptionally stubborn as you referenced there, and loves kind of keeping it within the family. And he did that with his coordinator hires, and I think he's going to regret that long term.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I fired off some tweets during that game. Like, Clemson's entire offensive coaching staff has only 12 years of FBS coaching experience. That's a five-man staff. 12 years. They they have under three years of FBS coaching. I'm not talking about like they don't have at least three years at Bama or something like that. Okay. They only have seven years at the power five level combined on their five guys on their offensive staff. None of those are outside Clemson. Every year of experience for this Clemson coaching staff at the power five level has come wearing a Clemson Tigers polo. The head coach is not a play caller right he's a rah-rah vibes recruiting great ceo type guy you know and for him like that's you know that that is interesting right how do they make adjustments you know what do they do what happens if if opponents seem to know what you're doing play-wise i don't know man like there's there's some real some real questions there uh as far as like who in that room can say hey i when i was at this other place we did this now some of these guys have been high school coaches before and i respect my high school coaches you know got a lot of them out there but it's not 100 the same and you'd like to have some more experience in that i, I think that they have an over dedication to intern from promoting from within and uh yeah man it's a it's a weird concept like i don't what other staff in the country at the p5 has nobody on the office of staff who has any P5 experience in any other program as a coach. That's got to be – for that to happen at like a, a program we consider to be like a top-five program, it's pretty wild.
0: It is wild. And the stat that you listed about the years uh, that that staff is, is crazy. Now, we're probably not going to learn a whole lot about Clemson this weekend. They're playing the fighting Purple Paladins of Furman. uh are they? At Louisiana – or not at Louisiana Tech. They play Louisiana Tech the week after. So it's going to be a little bit of a while for us to get a a real feel for this absent just, you know, DJU and and the offense looking absolutely stagnant as it did at times against Georgia tech, but um, yeah, Clemson, you know, we'll we'll keep our eye on it. I think if you want to spin a positive is that Furman and Louisiana tech may give uh, that offense a good enough, a look that we're, Dabo's pretty slow to make a quarterback change, and at that point, I think that'd probably be a good thing for Florida State. I'm not calling the Cade kid Deshaun Watson by any means, but this somewhat reminds me of Dabo keeping Deshaun Watson on the bench for a year just more or less because he wanted to prove a point. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Clemson's got good linebackers, incredible defensive line. I agree, Sam, that there's areas on that team that are as talented as anybody in the country, Uh, but there's also starting to be areas, most notably the offensive line, where you're like, yeah, that's not good enough, and that's that's not good enough at all for a program that we think of as one of the five best in the country.
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like an elite, you know, coaching staff uh, on, on the offensive side of the ball, but they are still recruiting pretty damn well, and uh, like you said, quarterback can cover up a lot of that, and there's no rule that says Debo has to keep this coaching staff or his approach to the portal forever, so I think rumors of their demise might be a little bit, uh, a little premature. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and and take uh, Ben's question now as part of our prize picks segment. You guys may have noticed that we've added a new sponsor in prize picks. Prize picks is some really fun daily fantasy. We absolutely love these guys, and you can get a deposit match bonus right now for first time depositors up to one hundred dollars, one hundred percent deposit match when you use that promo code NoLCast. We'll also have the link in the show description. you want to use our smart link there uh it's really fun you just take and you pick a couple couple overs or unders for or more or less rather for uh for some players and you can combine them if you want last week we went big and almost hit in new orleans so we went for a a, a 10x combo and tonight we have a couple picks uh, that we like as well so we're going to do this and we're going to use this basically as a vehicle to discuss some fsu's upcoming opponents because of course the Knolls have a bye week right now, which is, you know, not a lot to pick from the Knolls' bye week. Ingram, you sent over a couple uh, to me, I believe. Why don't we go ahead and lead this off and just go? Which well, FSU doesn't actually play North Carolina this year, so let's just acknowledge that uh, North Carolina has Drake May, and Drake May's passing number here is 299, and I think we agree that over, over is probably the shot here. Considering I like it.
0: I like it here. I also like it for the psychological reason that I think they're gonna to try to beat Georgia State convincingly after having to what beat at 62, 61, or whatever the hell that game was last weekend. I mean, that's crazy. Um I I like this quarterback a good bit. Uh, this is not a direct Florida State opponent, but it is one of the better teams in the coastal. And uh yeah, it was one of the things that stood out on my Cheat here when I reviewed some of the options for the weekend.
1: Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it, man. Um, North Carolina's defense is horrendous. Like those guys just don't look coached at all. And if I'm Jay Bateman, who was their DC and he's now Florida's linebackers coach, I'm just sitting here laughing. Like, yeah, guys, I was really the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you, got, you guys are a year older and more mature, and return almost everybody, and you're and you're worse. You're, you're, you're worse than you were with me. Uh, they're they're just horrendously coached. I mean, App State lost their top three receivers off last year's team, and they're running wide open against North Carolina. So, that should be an entertaining game. Uh, on the other side, Georgia State, they were like 8 of 29 passing against South Carolina. So, this is sort of the uh, resistible force against the movable object. Like, <laughs> We, we shall see how this works. Um, all right. Another one that you, you like here is Jeff Sims. This, this is actually a team on FSU schedule. They do play Georgia Tech. You watched a lot of that game on uh, on Monday night. We're going over on Jeff Sims, 175 and a half.
0: Yeah, you know, 175 and a half. This is one of the few games that Georgia Tech can win this year. I think uh, internally – they're trying to spin, and it was a much closer game than the score looked like, but they're trying to spin that the the Monday night was a was a positive sign. Um, and I have to say there's like, and we'll get way more into this when Florida State plays Georgia Tech. But dog, there's there's throws that Jeff Sims make that you're like, I don't think that kid can play quarterback for you at all. Like, what are you doing? And then he'll respond with three incredible throws. I think he's getting good coaching. I think they're developing him okay. I don't want to say, you know, fantastically well, but uh, 176 yards against one of the only times that Georgia Tech's going to be able to feel good about itself this year.
1: I think that's a good play. I like it. I I agree with you on that. Um, I thought Jeff played well, considering just the talent around him. And I'm not really sure that they're, I don't love the the offensive coaching at at Georgia Tech. I, I don't think that staff's going to last very long there, but I mean, yeah, I think he can get to 200 yards passing, as long as his receivers uh, actually catch the football a little bit. Another one that we love here is Tom Brady, over half a yard passing. That's right. Ben and his team at Prize Picks have thrown in a free square, essentially, uh, this week. Not even really sure if we're allowed to call it a free square, but uh, as long as Tom Brady eclipses more than half a yard passing, that is definitely one that we like a lot. Uh, $25 max on that one, obviously big fan of Tom Brady over one half yard passing as he makes his debut against the Cowboys this weekend. All right. uh, Another one that this is actually not a prize picks one, uh, but we will talk about Louisville and Syracuse. Are we downgrading Louisville or upgrading Syracuse more?
0: Again, I'm going to need more on Louisville in general to make an observation there. I, I will give Syracuse their credit though. I was impressed with what they did. They've, it very much had a game plan went out and executed the hell out of it um i you know i'll need to see it for more than one week but i give credit to uh to Syracuse and that coaching staff and you know they they had time to scheme it up week ones are always interesting cuz you're you're in a way like you're never as prepared and you're also never um <laughs> you're never as prepared as you're going to be But you also have a level and an opportunity to prepare for an opponent at a level that you don't the rest of the season. So you can put in a game plan. You can put a six-week install on that. That would be a little much. But uh, they came out. Whatever they did over the summer, uh, it was good. And it was really good and really impressive and
1: uh, performed at a level that not many people thought was possible. I agree with you on that. I mean, Syracuse offensively looked – really good they're going to be a team that you have to monitor offensive line health wise because they are so thin there at that spot defensively i really thought louisville would push them around because they are so tiny up front i mean their their heaviest guy is listed at 270 on the d-line but they were able to use a lot of movement and confuse the heck out of louisville. louisville just looked discombobulated from the start man i mean they were they looked confused they took really dumb penalties uh i mean they they just look poor if I'm, I'm curious to to see how they look on friday night Against UCF, which by the way I do have a Prize Picks selection of my own for Friday night. If you're interested, I am going with a guy that we know, John Rice Plumley, uh, for under 247 and a half passing yards. I think his legs will feature prominently uh, this week, and maybe maybe not hit that 250 passing yard mark. And uh, so I'm going to go under there as we watch Louisville, NC State. I don't have a pick on them this weekend for Prize Picks. I just hate how their offense is coached, man. I think Devin Leary is probably a really good player. And they just they just do stuff that doesn't make sense to me. I I have said this for a couple of years now. I think that they probably underachieve their talent on offense and maybe overachieve it on defense on a pretty consistent basis due to coaching and player dev. And that's just that's my take on NC State. That's still gonna be a very tough, very tough game, though, in Raleigh. Like I I still have, have NC State favored. In that one um they got down to the goal line i think twice and didn't score so maybe we have a different narrative if they just have kind of normal goal line performance and, and punch one in you know that game's not nearly as close at ecu uh florida do we have a prize pick on florida this weekend i don't think so right
0: uh, no i don't have anything that jumped out at me i'll
1: take a look at what the offerings are real quickly um anthony Richardson looked really good i thought he's a Stud talent, how ready would he be was the question, and we'll see that he actually looked pretty ready. I thought Florida's coaching staff did a nice job to build the game plan around him. They, they used some you know, quarter roll stuff. They, they used some play action, uh, some you know, kind of modified boot stuff. He had a 75-yard touchdown run. He was excellent in the red zone. Florida did not get a lot of pass rush on Utah, which could be a concern down the line when they play like a Tennessee or a Georgia or FSU potentially. Again, we're monitoring Florida's defensive line uh, starters because like Syracuse's offensive line, the depth there is just not there. They're, list- they're listing Desmond Watson at 439 pounds. All right. I saw you look up. Yeah, that is not a typo. or let's, I, I did not misspeak. <laughs> That's not a guy who can play more than 20 snaps in a game. You know, just not.
0: I don't know that I play this, but they do have a ton of options with Anthony Richardson. I get it. Uh, One of which is a fantasy score of 30.5. I I think that might be a little bit rich. Uh, Just personally, again, this isn't one of my suggested picks, uh, but just in a quick review, uh, there's an awful lot to make of Florida and Anthony Richardson's as well represented as anybody that I've seen on there. A couple interesting, like two and a half, touchdowns rushing and throwing combined uh but uh, 30.5 maybe a little bit of a rich score for me
1: against a mark stoops defense i i, I think that's fair um i i watched that miami ohio kentucky game by the way and uh dude like kentucky's got real problems on offense i i, I think florida beats them soundly okay i like i guy but I think it's more because I think Florida's defense is going to give them some issues. You know, uh, my question here, like if you're going to hit those fantasy points for Richardson, it's there's two things you got to think about. What pace is Florida going to play at? Are they actually going to play fast or are they going to continue to play kind of slow? And B, is it Richardson scoring with his legs or throwing in the red zone? Right. Or does he hand it off? Maybe they get some running back touchdowns. Those will probably be the deciding factors for him, but pace is going to be very important. So if you figure out the pace, you probably uh, probably cash, or if you don't figure it out, you probably don't on that uh, that AR-15 one, which I guess I'm not, not supposed to call him that anymore, but, you know, whatever. You also uh,
0: got a .5 touchdown pick available, or .5 interception pick on that. I might take the over there. I, I, I could certainly see that uh, yeah. against the Stoops defense as well. So, of uh, All right, where do we go from here, bud? Do you want to talk Uh, about Boston College uh, with our our Zay Flowers pick? Yeah, absolutely. So this is one of the ones that we did put on our sheet, or at least I had on mine. Zay Flowers, projected fantasy score of 17.5. I think he got 13 touches last week, uh, two or three carries, 10 receptions, a guy that they try to feature in offense as much as they can, a guy that uh, didn't, transfer despite being pursued heavily by other teams uh, throughout the summer and uh, a guy that you know look uh, when you keep a kid sometimes you 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 know need to make that a priority and uh, try to get him as involved as much as you can I like this pick here uh, I think you might have a little bit of value on flowers that you might not find later on in the in the season
1: no doubt all right uh'm I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think that's it for our prize picks this week. So to review, we like Plumlee under, and we also like. Uh, by the way, the, the reception for prize picks from our our uh, our audience has been exceptional, according to Ben. We like our Drake May more, uh, Jeff Sims more, Tom Brady obviously more, Zay Flowers more. And did we do we talk about our other NFL one?
0: No, but if you want one just for the feels, and also I think is smart. Jameis Winston, 235, 230.5 passing yards against one of the most woeful defenses in the NFL, uh, which is the Atlanta Falcons. You get a healthy Jameis against one of the worst defenses around. I love it. I Obviously, you know, uh, prize picks and, and me fully separating my emotions from picks. It's not something I've mastered so far. Uh, but no, I like this one if you're just looking for a little bit more of a NFL representation on your pick card.
1: Awesome, man. All right. Well, I am, uh, I'm down. And I think, is that all the teams that we need to discuss as far as futures here? We hit Louisville. I think we hit Boston yeah, college I wake. I, I think we'll learn a lot about, uh, we hit NC state. We hit Georgia tech. We hit Florida. I don't know anything about Louisiana yet. I, I know that uh, some people, uh, like some pro groups betting-wise, went against them early this week with Eastern Michigan, so we'll see how that works out for them. I'm not on that. Um, I think that's it, right?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think there's a – I mean, we'll see. Uh, we'll watch the Miami-USM uh, Oh, Miami. Figure out if there's a whole lot for us to take away from there. I personally don't think there will be. Under Obviously, in we'll that, I think,
1: by the way. Like, it's going to be extremely okay. hot. Miami has uh Miami has AM on deck.
0: Yeah, I think I was say, we'll
1: we'll find out all we need about Miami next week. Uh, but pretty good chance Tyke's sure. the quarterback for U first Under miss, does not play. Cause he uh like they haven't said what the injury was, but the here, he got knocked out on a really, really bad, like really like serious targeting call and did not return to the game. So I'm like, mm. that looks to me like concussion protocol given that it was a head-to-head shot. Um hope he's okay. But uh yeah, I think there's a decent chance he has to play. We'll, and I may look like like a dummy come Friday uh, yep. because this video won't be out until then. So <laughs> awesome. Uh,
0: one person that'll never let you look like a dummy is the great Matt Lewis. CongruityHR.com is the website. We're fond of saying how fortunate we are to work with him. And that's because it's the absolute truth. Uh, Matt Lewis, goods there is out there, whether it be payroll, HR, anything else. As always, if you want a third party introduction, please reach out to me. i uh, had some remarkable response on this, even within the last month or so. Uh, so I, all I can tell you is that you'll be in good hands and you'll be with somebody that takes your business exceptionally seriously. Matt Lewis, com. Thanks so much for your support, Matt, and making the Nolecast possible. I don't know that I have anything else on my pick sheet or anything else, bud, uh, unless you've got... Something else that will probably be it for tonight's cast. All
1: right, buddy. Uh, we will talk again. All right, so we'll do a preview show for. Uh, um, we'll do a preview show for for Louisville. Good and chance we, to
0: talk to our one specified uh, preview guest that we have every year.
1: Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do a lot of guests on the show. Uh, we will get Mark Ennis on. Fairly certain. We'll probably drop that on a Wednesday, I would think. Like maybe like a Wednesday afternoon type show there, if I if I had to guess. Depending on, on Mark's availability, since it is a Friday game, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll do like a maybe do like a Sunday or Monday like very quick review of what we learned this weekend from other teams. Who knows? Or maybe a Monday like Monday night watch along. We'll, we'll just transform this into an NFL show. <laughs> Monday night football. <laughs>
0: yeah i'll uh I'll, I'll have a hard time with you there but uh right. as always enjoyed it folks thank you we'll talk to you soon look forward to the weekend till then